Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And we lied. One, we said we didn't have to think of a, a new episode until the season was over. And we said this is our last mailbag until uh, week one of the New York Giants season. Well, we have both. We had to think of some stuff to talk about. Um, and we're we're doing leftovers from the mailbag uh, from Tuesday. Which, by the way, we used to, me and Danny in 2019, we used to... In the off season, we would put out a mailbag tweet every single episode. So, Justin, how are you? All right, yeah, little little throwback then. Uh, uh the fourth our Fourth of July vacation was about uh the best of moments. So, doing a little bit more uh throwbacks. Hi, Bobby Skinner. Um, I want to say something at the top before we get too nitty gritty into PPP season and camp and stuff like that. Camp battles episode is this Tuesday. Very very excited for that. Daniel Bellinger on the pup. Daniel Bellinger on the pup. That's today. But uh, fan fest tickets they're on sale. Training camp tickets, they have been on... I shouldn't even say on sale because they're free. Hopefully some training camp tickets are still available, there, but there should be enough FanFest tickets for whoever wants to go can go. Get those tickets. Come hang out with us because for two reasons. Number one, I want to hang out with you. Want to have an awesome time. And then number two, I kind of want to prove to everybody. You never know who's watching. I kind of want to prove to anybody and everybody that Talking Giants has the best fan community and the biggest fan community out there that when we tell people to show up to something that they show up. So fan fest tickets are available. They were available on Thursday. So it's a Friday, get yourself some fan fest tickets for the, for the family, yourself, um, some friends. We're going to get a catered by the Candlewick diner again, parking lot G LPG, Christiana Tana, a lot more friends are going to be there. So come hang out with us. Come have a good time. You're going to regret it. If you don't come. Who are you pissed off at John boy media? No, I, I, you know what? I, I I want this season to be bigger and better for the Giants. I want the and because it's going to be bigger and better for the Giants, hopefully, I want this season to be bigger and better for us. I want to show the world, talking Giants versus the world, I'm wearing the shirt, I'm not pissed off at anybody. I just want to show everybody that we have the best Giants fan community out there because I know it's true, and I want to show everybody. Word up! I'm I'm very excited. I mean, the next regular episode that we do. You'll, I'll be in Jersey for camp for the next three for three weeks. So very excited about that. Um, let's get into um, the news, though the news du jour. And again, like I said, we had to think of episodes a lot this off season because usually there's like at least three or four episodes where something happens to take up an episode. Didn't happen yeah. this off season. No. Nothing out of the ordinary happened for the New York Giants this off season. So good on the Giants, um, you know, through get, getting through all of this. Daniel, the, the news is Daniel Bellinger is put on the pup list, a physically unable to perform list to start camp. Um, we'll talk about it from uh, some different layers. He has a quad injury. According to Arch Stapleton, it's not serious. So I don't think it's something to panic about, even though it is a little, 
it's more worrisome because Daniel Bellinger is expected to have a big role, but also he's a rookie. Um, but I went and looked at last year because last year, remember, they had six guys on pup, and I would expect more guys to be on it. You would think that, uh, you would think that the rest of the pup list is usually out by now. But anyways, Matt Parrott was on it last year. Um, he was on it for four days of training camp, not from when they actually announced it, but when training camp started, he was on it for four days. O'Shane Zimmons and Saquon Barkley were on it for 13 days. Jonathan Harrison was on it for seven days. Kyle Rudolph was on it for 29 days. And Aaron Robinson was on it for the start of the season and obviously missed. So basically what the pup list is, because I think it's not like fully known by everybody, is kind of uh, an IR for training camp. So it's basically just insurance of a guy if a guy stays injured through uh, training camp because they account against the 90-man roster in training camp. But once they get down the cutdown day, if you're on the pup list, well, you don't have to. T- you don't take up a roster spot, but you also have to miss the first four weeks of the season. So it's basically guys that come in um, with with injuries into camp, not having to. If if they do stay on it for a while, like Aaron Robinson did last year, you don't have to worry about having to cut that guy or, or cutting another guy for the fifth for the fifty three man roster. Yeah, you uh hit the hammer on the nail there, Bobby Skinner. Um, I nail actually on the pulled. Head. A- yep, that's how it goes. Knew I was going to mess it up. I uh, had something from Research Rick pulled up where he took a screenshot of a uh, pup and then non-football uh, injury slash illness and then a fancy little explanation that even makes me confused because I can't get simple expressions right. So, uh, yeah, you were correct. Um, you, didn't you say something uh, on the on the Twitter sphere today that Daniel Bellinger, like in the midst of this quiet period, you saw him like working out, running around on Instagram or something like that? That's actually why I'm not stressed about it because, one, he was at tight end you a, few, a couple weeks ago. And the past couple weeks, Daniel Jones has been training with Kenny Galladay, Saquon Sills, uh, Wandale, and Daniel Bellinger has been one of those guys. And they've been training in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the past couple weeks out of high school. Um, so, and, and so like I, I even, you know, double checked to confirm that. Like, so Daniel Bellinger has been training and moving. So that's why I'm not stressed about it. Plus Arch Stapleton reported it's not serious. Um, but if he is on this for like more than five, six days of training camp, then it yeah, is. That's when it's like, come it's on. It's not yeah. worrisome about like a long-term injury with Daniel Bellinger, but it's like, Hey, this guy's expected to have a big role this year. And as a rookie, every single rep of camp is going to matter for developing chemistry with Daniel Jones, you know, figuring out the offense, you know, finding out the nuances of the offense, where to sit in this zone, those type of things, Um, you know, what Daniel Jones is going to expect out of you. So uh, for a guy who, hey, he needs needs every rep he can get as a fourth-round rookie tight end who's expected to probably start, uh, that's the part that worries me, not necessarily the, oh, is Daniel, you know, Daniel Bellinger's out for the, you know, the first few games of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm 100% with you. And, you know, I've said it time and time again, part of how I'm evaluating the Giants offense, especially the Giants offense uh, this summer, I will be changing my expectations on the Giants offense depending on how many guys are practicing, how many guys aren't wearing red jerseys, how many guys are kind of going full tilt and getting reps together. And Daniel Bellinger is a huge part of it. Of course, on Tuesday, I had to say, oh, Daniel Bellinger is the player that I'm most excited to see during training camp. Of course, I had to you know, go out, go, <laughs> go out and say that. Um, remember when I, uh, I gave like Logan Ryan, like a giant factor and then he got like COVID or something like that. There was like a run, there was like a run during 2020 or 2021 where I was calling people my giant factor and then they would like get hurt or something. Um, it yeah, still doesn't uh, top, 
Danny using Golden Tate as a giant factor and getting suspended, and that doesn't top me using Janoris Jenkins as a giant no. factor and him getting cut hours later. No, it does not. Maybe we should stop saying that we're excited about things. So, uh, so, <laughs> uh, so like I said, no, not I, a big I, deal. I, I wouldn't panic about this, you know, until not a big deal it, until it's a big deal. Yeah, if he hits eight days of training camp and he's on the pup list, then it's something to be a little worried about. Um, but also, we're I was expecting the rest of the pup list to be out today, and we'd talk about that. Friday news um, dump. It's, so, it's coming. Yeah, there's going to be more guys that are added to it. The good news is none of the other rookies are on it. So Kayvon is, you know, I know he yep. was in a red jersey for OTAs. So none of the other rookies are on it. Who are the guys you're expecting on it? The two the two easy ones would be Nick Gates and Matt Parrott to me. Um, and I think we talked a little pre-show. We disagree. I, I expect Sterling Shepard to be on it. I I don't expect Sterling Shepard to be on it just because of Joe Shane's insistence that he would be ready by August. Sterling Shepard would be him, – him and Blake Martinez would be ready by August. Now, obviously, Blake Martinez suffered his injury much earlier than Sterling Shepard, so that's why, like, he would – he should be ready to go. Um, no, but I, yeah, because Shepard was still in the red jersey, so they. I mean, may... in August, he, he could come back August first and still yeah. be on the pup list. Yeah. All right. You know what? I I have changed my mind. Um, and also, Sterling Shepard's like the one player on the Giants where if he's wearing a red jersey for half of August, I really don't care because him and Daniel Jones just have this chemistry that no other skill position player has with Daniel Jones. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you and say Shep because I do think they're going to take it easy on him. And I think they, there's also just a bunch of other wide receivers that are on the roster that I think the coaching staff wants to give reps to. Cough, cough, Richie James season. Brought him up. Every show I'm going to bring him up. Um, Madden, Madden rating of 76. Bonkers. Um, and then Matt Parrott. I, I thought like Matt Parrott was going to be on it, and I'm kind of shocked that he that he wasn't to start. Uh, but well, I, he probably I'm very will. Confident. They probably yeah. they haven't they haven't announced the pup list for the vets, so maybe it's a little delayed this year. Yeah. Um, so Matt I, Parrott I, I, will I, be on it. Yeah, Matt Parrott should be on it. Nick Gates should be on it. Um, and then Shep, you you mentioned Blake. I actually didn't think about Blake. The surprise one would be not that much of a surprise to be Kadarius Tony because he did have surgery, and I think it was in either late April or early May, um, which that would suck because Kadarius Tony has had so many different injury issues, um, and Twitter would really suck for that. Yeah, that tw- yeah. I, Twitter for more than anything would suck. Four or five hours, but again, yeah. we talked about. I, I said Kadarius Tony. I want him practicing. Okay, he needs to be a part of of, of this team practicing because yeah. he can be. He really can be the biggest factor of how well this offense plays. So, those are those are the guys that I kind of like on my radar for the pup list. Anything else on the pup list before I read an ad? Do you think the Giants are going to intentionally avoid putting Kadarius Tony on any kind of list just so Brian Dable can avoid getting "Hey, is this guy injured?" question since he hates "Hey, is this guy injured?" question. Um, <laughs> no. But I, I know that he like if if Kadarius Tony starts out on the pup like he that's the question he's uh, gonna be the most annoyed with is what yeah. to do with Kadarius Tony. This will be a good test to see like hey it's the start of training camp, um you know how open is Brian Dable going to be with this stuff even though he did say I'm not going to be open with it but is uh has the spring kind of taught him that he is gonna get this question and he might as well kind of sort of embrace it. Yeah, he just needs to pull a Joe Judge and spend one and a half minutes not answering instead of just not mm. answering. Right? Yes. Because um, the media eats that stuff up. Like, wow, what a detailed answer. When you look back, it's like, he didn't really answer that. Um, 
Speaking of the media, we have to talk about something after you read an ad. Turn big league action into big winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in Major League Baseball. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any game and get $100 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can combine multiple bets for a shot and even bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. At DraftKings Sportsbook, you're able to bet on your favorite batter to hit a double in his next plate appearance, your favorite pitcher's next uh, pitch to be a strike, and so much more. I think you should, I bet you could bet on if Donovan Mitchell is going to be a Nick. Mm, here that's close from sources unknown. Well, all those sources are fake, even though I do think he'll be a Nick, and I do think it's smart by the Knicks. Um, you know, they're going to have to give up some stuff. I, I know it's 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 never easy to make a, a trade like that because you're giving up so much. But Knicks fans bring up the Carmelo Anthony trade, and Snacks kind of brought this out to me a few weeks ago. Look back at the Carmelo Anthony trade. Like, I don't know. That was that was kind of a fine trade. And I, I really like Donovan Mitchell more than most people, so I think the Knicks should definitely do it. Another thing with the Knicks, isn't it kind of insane they, they have their big money – free agent signing and Jalen Brunson and they just didn't invite the media. Now I know Knicks fans hate the media and media are some clowns and the media can't pick on the Knicks at times. Well, all the times deservedly other times they, they, uh, they know it gets clicks, but that was kind of insane. Like not inviting the media, like, cause they were worried about the questions about Donovan Mitchell and stuff. Now I'm asking this as a basketball fan that doesn't know basketball. The Knicks signing that guy is that basically the equivalent to the Giants signing Mark Lewinsky? Like, Mark Lewinsky was our big money free agent this year. Um, I've never heard of that guy that the that the Knicks signed this year. I th- I think it'd be a, it's a little more of a big deal. Okay, a little bit more. But it's just like, hey, when you sign a guy and you have him introduce, you you invite the media, and they just didn't because they were scared about questions. I know. James and again, Dolan was that an organization thing or a James Dolan thing? I, I guess you know it's you know two sides of the same coin. Both. Um, and I guess, listen, I know Knicks fans, media is some clowns. Like they don't, you don't have to remind me media is some clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, you, you still got to let them come to the press conferences. Like you pick, you know, make fun of their questions and stuff, but you got to let them come to the press conferences at least. Um, and I saw like Knicks fans saying like, why does, do they care? It's like, well, it's their job. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, Bet Donovan Mitchell to be a Nick. Yeah, I think that's like a lock at this point. To make things even sweeter, DraftKings is ste- stepping up to the plate with, dra- uh, with DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays. The mm. more legs you add, the bigger boost your winnings receive. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $100 in free bets instantly. That's promo code JOHNBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Justin, we forgot to put in the bullet points. The the throwback unis are back for the New York Giants. Oh, wow. And the, they're wearing them for the December 4th game versus Washington. Yes. Um. For our tailgate, you know, where yes. I'm going to be there, we're going to, you know, be catered to have a good time. Like they're going to, they're going to wear it for that. That's kind of awesome. I'm kind of tempted to get the Jeremy Shockey one, even though Shockey never actually wore that jersey. <laughs> yeah. Did you find, did you see that Colin Johnson, uh, was a player that was, that was on there and his listed, his jersey was actually listed twice. Found that to be really, really funny before, before all the rookies were on there. I, I realize now the rookies are on there, but, um, there was a day where Colin Johnson's jersey was available to purchase before Kayvon Thibodeau. And even like Aziz, too. I didn't even see Aziz on there. He's not a rookie. So that was funny. Um, I'm much more excited about 
just as a regular season ticket holder, much more excited about the stadium design and going back to Super Bowl 21, matching that end zone where you have the blue and the red versus simply just the jersey and the helmet change. That is what I am very, very excited to see. I think it looks dope. So here's the one critique I have of it. Let me, can I guess? Because because video quality is a lot better, they I would like them to be a little more darker blue, like the helmets I, are going to be. That's what I was going to say. It, it looks a little, a little funky. Yeah, just a little too. And again, that's a small critique. And for the people who say that they look like Bills uniforms, and if Bills fans try and make that joke, just respond to them like, "Hey, we beat you in the Super Bowl in these uniforms." So, uh, wow. Yep. Maybe maybe it's the you you're the ones who copied us. Yeah. Uh, but definitely those are cool. I mean, obviously. It's a, it's gonna be a money making machine for the Giants, um, and if they lose, it will. If if they're losing and they suck, it'll be. Why are they trying to distract us with these? Remember, people were saying like, why are they trying to distract us with these halftime ceremonies? It's like, well, they didn't get the pick when the ten year anniversary of the Super Bowl was. Okay, and Eli Manning was gonna get rid of his jersey retired, and they realized, hey, we got to retire Strahan's jersey if we're gonna retire Eli's jersey. Good on um, them for making it games that we maybe can win. Yeah, I actually think they did that on purpose. So The home schedule is pretty easy this year. I mean, they could have made it the Ravens game and then really, well no, you can't you can't make it the Ravens game because we lost against the Ravens in in 2000. I actually think it was kind of smart that I don't know, they probably did this intentionally. Where Washington we defeated them in the 1986 NFC Championship game and then the Bears we defeated them in the 1990 playoffs as well in one of the games so i actually think that that was the thought process there you go maybe maybe that is what it's so um, uh, those are cool um other news before we get into this mailbag um our boy zach rosenblatt's dipping on the giants beat kind of screwed up did he think of like it's kind of it's kind of frustrating like kind of selfish right very um just because you don't win the tony award you got to pout, you got to whine, and you just leave the Giants beat like that just because you don't win an award? Hard. I hope NJ.com could be hit or miss. Like, they've had some good ones, and they've had some really bad ones. Matt Lombardo. Yeah. Um, I hope whoever they replace him with is good. Yeah. And we'll try and whoever it's replaced with, we'll try and get on the show for training camp. Yeah, no, but in all in all reality, I mean, Zach Rosenblatt was the first beat reporter who we were really close with. And we kind of said, like, hey, Zach's new. We're kind of new on the scene. Let's kind of form this good little relationship. And, uh, you know, Zach called me Penkin in, uh, in, an, in an NJ.com article about you know, fans not being able to get into the stands during COVID for 2020. I gave him the great line that uh, Giants fans have been social distancing in the month of December for the last few years anyway, so what doesn't matter? Um, he wrote that awesome, awesome story on snacks that made the print version of uh, uh, NJ Advanced Media, so uh, that made the paper. Um, Nick Gates versus the world. Nick Gates versus the world. When that went trending, um, Rosenblatt kind of pointed that out. So, I mean, he, he's been our guy and he oh, also he's been a good beat reporter. And like he, he, I was just about to say, like, we, we talk about his, uh, his practice recaps, um, especially the, you know, the last two years of this judge tenure where we haven't been able to attend practices. Zach Rosenblatt has had one of the best daily practice reports every single day. That's where we would go. So we're going to miss you, Zach. We wish you luck on wherever your journey 
lies next, my friend. Um, something tells me he's just gonna whatever he's gonna do, he's probably gonna cover. You know what? I'm not gonna give it up. No, I was, gonna, I was no. gonna try and make a hint at it, but it's like you know what? That's his announcement. To we make. know, but um, we're not gonna say it because it's his moment. Um, we're good people. So yeah, yes, de- de- debatable. <laughs> All right, yes. do, you, do you um do you want to get into these these mailbag questions? Oh man, never expected to throw it to Steve two episodes in a row. Take it away, Steve. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on, Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes you want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Justin, let's get into the mail. Bobby Skinner, what I love about a lot of these questions, we're answering some questions that we usually don't typically answer. So, Johnny Five, what is a realistic expectation record-wise for this team? Hashtag Talking Giants versus the world. Johnny Five has a podcast, too. Um, Bobby Skinner, we've never actually given our record predictions yet. I kind of hate record predictions. I know. That's why we don't usually do it. But the thing is, it's like I want to know everyone's record prediction too. Like when we have beat reporters on during campus, like I want to know your record prediction because uh, it really tells the truth on how you actually feel about the team. Um, but I'm also of the mindset like you go into every single game thinking you're going to win. I mean, let's kind of look at Vegas and this team. I, I think it's six and eleven. That's like if you were like betting on a record, it would be six and eleven, right? What is Ve- what, where What Vegas numbers are you looking at? I think Vegas has it at seven. Or seven, right, Vegas or has it at seven and a, seven and a half. Okay, so but but realistically, like if you're from the outside in looking at six and eleven, now I understand like oh well, there's this this thing improved, this thing improved. But one, the defense could be really really bad, and if it's decent, then this this number is going to be more than six. But the defense could be really really bad, and let this Daniel Bellinger news remind us: once camp starts and once the season starts, injuries happen. Okay, I know right now on paper the offense looks like it could be a pretty decent offense, but it's a couple injuries away from, you know, being a bad offense. Corey Cunningham starting at tackle, and you know Darius Slayton's you know wide receiver too, and you know again, and and you know Wandale's put into this huge role, and and maybe Bellinger doesn't play great, and Evan Neal has some rookie struggle, like. You know, and Daniel Jones doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't uh, do well in the Dable Kafka offense. You know, learning it, uh, learning it new. So there's just so many things that can happen, um, and with the Giants, it's they usually do. Um, but I, I, I'm more optimistic about this team as far as like six and eleven. Like I don't think that sh- shares how I view this season because my view, view of the season is like how well does the offense look, you know, and not specifically Daniel Jones, but just how does the offense look. Um, that's my that's my like that's my indicator of success is how does the offensive scheme how does it look do they put up big games or you know if they're if they're inconsistent I'm fine with that but if they're if they're having big games but they're inconsistent and it's mostly because of the quarterback play I'm fine with that because it's you know then it's then it's time to move on from Daniel Jones and we got a DJ question later so but I think I, I, six and eleven seven and ten is like the, is the realistic uh, realistic choice right. We're hitting the over on seven and a half, and we are winning eight games. I'm if putting you were $100 a hundred dollars. Would you say that? As a who? 
If you were a Jets fan, would you say that? Well, fuck that. I'm not a Jets fan. And, I, and I'm looking at, like, but hey. I'm saying, it's a, they asked for a realistic one. And I think and winning eight games is realistic. I think it's realistic that it could happen. Uh, but I don't think, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to be a Debbie Downer on this, but it's. No, and, and no, and I, you know, sometimes usually it's the opposite with us. But I just, I feel good. I feel it, good. It I just, feel good last year too, but I feel good. <laughs> if, James feel good. Brad, if James Bradbury was on this team, I would be saying eight, nine wins. Like this is a team that can bounce back. But with the cornerback situation, it's just so worrisome that it's like, I don't know if they can overcome some wide, wide receiver injuries, you know, and, and if, if the, if the DBs are that bad, you know, Adore is moving to cornerback one. How well does he do back in that role for the first time, you know, since he was in Tennessee and missing games. So, um, I'm definitely I'm ex- I'm excited about this Giants season. Don't get me wrong about that, but I just think if I was not a Giants fan looking at this team, I would probably say six and eleven. But they do have a weak schedule though, so which can change it. I'm, I'm maybe yeah, I didn't which take that's... that into place. And that's something I want from the Giants this year, and I've actually had this take in my head for a while, and I don't know why I haven't said it out loud on the podcast. Is let's not be the team that the bad teams look at and be like oh that's a win on our schedule which has been the case for the giants for a while besides base maybe 22 or or 2020 you know like last year the bad te- you know the bears blew us out like let's not be that team let's be the team that is not the a great team but it's like hey we can beat the bad teams let's that's the kind of team i want the new york giants to be this year like where it's like hey we beat the texans we beat the jags we beat we split with washington those you know win those games and then you have the surprise here and there and then you get upset by I don't know Nate fill in the blank with whatever crappy team the Panthers yeah I mean if, if anything I mean that was the Eagles season last year right yeah that's kind of what I want now obviously you don't have to have the playoffs you know but yeah that's what I want to be is like I want to be the Eagles of last year where are they a good team no when they're in the playoffs do they look like frauds yeah um, even though the Eagles had the worst possible match they could get um, but beat on beat bad teams. Now I don't want it to be where the Eagles where it's like they didn't beat a single winning team and they only beat bad teams. Uh, you know, let's get one win against a good team. But yeah, I kind of want that's what I want for for the Giants. I mean, the Eagles were expected to be not just bottom of the barrel of the division last year, but the Eagles were expected to be bottom barrel of the NFL. They were expected to be the Giants last year, and, I, and I've said this, I've said this over and over. Where, I, where why I respect that team and why I respect you know Howie Roseman is because they fielded a respectable team last year despite them technically being I guess in a rebuilding mode until they find some sort of QB one answer. Um, so I'm expecting a Philadelphia Eagles like type season this year for the Giants. Obviously not including the playoffs, um, but that is that is what I'm expecting. I actually was going. It's not back crazy on, if the Giants sneak into the playoffs either. Like it's not uh, just Giants fans saying. Like I was listening to Robert Mays and Nate Tice talk about it. They're like, listen, this team, ha- like they couldn't totally tear things down because of their cap situation. Like this could be, you know, like the first year of the Sean uh, McDermott, uh, Brandon Bean Bills. I mean, you you saw it with the dichotomy between Patrick Graham and Jason Garrett. The defense in 2020. And more or less in 2021, but definitely 2020, the defense was supposed to be god-awful. Defense was supposed to be awful. And then 2020, offense was supposed to be kind of booming. Daniel Jones' second year, Jason Garrett going to hone in the turnovers, etc., etc. The dichotomy of 
Good coaching and bad coaching is what the 2020 Giants was. Patrick Graham was a good coach, and he took a unit that arguably should have been bad, especially with you know some not great secondary pieces and you know CB2, slot corner, Darnay Holmes was a rookie, took that defense, made it a top 10 unit, and Jason Garrett took an offense with promise and flushed it down the toilet. And I think you have complementary coaching this year, and that is what separates this Giants team. So look at it. We're, I'm, I'm excited about the Giants now. Next question. Next question. We got two Jones questions, and they're kind of different on both spectrums. Westlock, Wesley West. Why don't I read an ad if they're, I didn't know you were putting those two together? Oh, well, no. Uh, I'm not reading them together. I do want to answer them separately. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we'll do one, and then we'll, I'll read an ad. But I just want to let everybody know, two Daniel Jones questions coming around. Westlock, at one point, do fans start chanting Tyrod Taylor to start instead of Jones? Training camp, fan fest, preseason, week one or later. I have a theory about Westlock. I think he intentionally leaves two questions every single mailbag. One that he knows won't get answered, but is outlandish. And then the other one he knows will get answered. Um, And just better chance of getting on the mailbag pod because you asked <laughs> two questions. We may like one. Uh, I mean, the, the real answer is... If he has a bad game in week one, two, or three, um, and, or if he plays all right and then has two bad games in a row in week seven, you know, like t- two games in a row later in the season. And unless he's totally like, I'm talking about like stinking it up, it'll never be reasonable, but it will happen, obviously. Yes. And this is, this may be a it'll scenario. It'll happen in preseason if Daniel Jones has a bad game. Oh, yeah. It, no, it, it, for Twitter, it'll happen in preseason. So this is where, again, I'm, I'm trying to, this may be a question where you have to separate the fan that you see on Twitter, you know, where there's people that are interacting with us every single day about this football team, and it's literally in the dead period in the middle of July. That's not the average typical fan. And then there's the fan that shows up, you know, to the stadium once a year. And then there's the fan that just watches on TV, puts the Giants, uh, you know, picks it up on Sunday, puts it down on Monday. Right. So uh, I feel like there's there's a difference between the Twitter fan and then the casual so I think the, fan. The, the, the casual fan, my answer is correct. Yes. The Twitter fan. Do they fan... even know that Tyrod Taylor's on the team? <laughs> yeah. Um, but now they, they know. Uh, and obviously, and, and you know what? People are their personality. So there's some people who, no matter how, like if Daniel Jones is just stinking it up, they'll still be like, nope, Daniel Jones needs to play. Um, and then there will be people who just can't stand Daniel Jones and they'll look for any reason to say, start Tyrod Taylor. So um, to be honest, I don't care either way. Yeah, I. That's that's partially why, you know, we'll never, we never really put this kind of question on a regular mailbag because I. I, I just I don't care like if if you're if you have if you make a dedication to somebody as QB one for a certain season and then for whatever reason that QB one doesn't work out in said season in my brain your season is over unless you are a Super Bowl playoff contending team like if, if you're the Giants and you're looking to be average or you're going to be a little bit below average below average team and QB one is you know, his season's over or we're booing him, we're benching him. And my brain, okay, yeah, kind of season's over. And Daniel Jones is just a clearly, like, he's he's flat out a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor, too. You know. Um, not everybody agrees with that. I don't care. But if they watch, if they actually watch games and not highlights, you will see. Daniel Jones is clearly a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. 
and I like Tyrod Taylor as a backup. I think he's. I would like to maybe go through the backup QBs in the NFL. He's one of the better backup QBs. He can win you a game. He has some really good moments, but Daniel Jones is is clearly a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Giants in on Jimmy G. God, I usually ignore that stuff, but that was so stupid. That was so dumb. Um, <laughs> that was that was so frustrating. It's like, why are are like sports radio? Like, I, I think I replied to Colin Coward. I was like, sports radio is a disease. Uh, like, just just do just do fifteen minutes of research before a freaking segment, and it just would make no sense. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. These those they're not a disease. Live events are oh. back, which means you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. We've got the apps on our phones, which we're going to use for the Yankee game we're going to, I guess, a week and a half from today. And guess what? You're going to the Orioles game. Yes, this Sunday I'm going to the Orioles versus Yankees game. Camden Yards, my first Yankee game of the year, and I use SeatGeek. How do you like that? If Ronnie Swanson doesn't go, he's a pussy. I I said, like, come get me. That's what I told him. So, told him what section I'll be in and everything. Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure you are getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. And again, don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. What right, an next- odd combination, Ronnie Swans. Who is a Giants and an Orioles fan? What? Yeah, I don't know. That's so strange. I think I mean, he lives in Baltimore, so that, that part makes sense. Yeah, And football well, can be a little different. Yeah. Next question. Shane O'Brien, um, any relation to Jimmy and Luke um, at SPOB92? If Daniel Jones is playing very well but gets injured in, say, week 13, do the Giants move on at the end of the year just solely due to the injury history? My answer is no. And, and it depends how, how, you know, very well can be. Um... This is so an in-the-moment question, so... Yeah, so that's why I said in the moment, if everyone is, if if the large majority, if anybody that's reasonable is like, man, this guy's playing like a franchise QB, or like he looks like a franchise QB, then no, you you don't move on because guess what? Like he's not going to have a ton of leverage, so you can sign him to a one year deal. Do you give him a long term deal? No, you don't, but you can sign him to a one year deal. Um, it would be very frustrating for Daniel Jones to be playing really well and get injured and miss. You know, I guess at that point it would be five games. Um. That is the sweet spot, the sweet area of when he usually does get hurt. So, and and it would depend on how the you know how they view the next QB class. If there's a QB they love in this class and they have a reasonable chance of getting him, then yes, you move on uh, because it is you know it is it will be year four for Daniel Jones and five years uh, in a row of getting injured. But if they're you know if they're on pace to have if he's playing really well, they're on pace to have let's say the. 17th 18th pick in the draft and they don't really love anybody in the class then no because you can you don't have to bring bringing him back doesn't mean uh you're you know you're making a huge commitment the worst case scenario you franchise tag him i'm just so scared 
of getting in this QB, this mid QB purgatory. He said really well. That a lot of NFL teams are in, like Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. um, Give me another guy. Dak Prescott. Even, yeah, even like Dak Prescott. When Dak Prescott, it puts up really good numbers, but still, when you're paying quarterbacks, if they're not Mahomes or Allen Rodgers, Brady, which that's such an unfair expectation to put on any human being, but, you know, if they're not those guys, it really kind of hampers the ability to build a football team unless you want to be the psycho Rams that just sign everybody they never have they never have high leverage draft picks but they also drafted well to keep all these guys to begin with so it's i just don't want to be stuck in this qb purgatory of having a average quarterback that isn't going to take us anywhere but just being scared of being without a quarterback okay but you don't have to give him a Kirk cousins ryan hannah ryan Tannehill, dak prescott contract you give him a one-year deal but like is like we're what is Daniel Jones's QB market? I mean, that that's the thing. Like, Kyler Murray. Uh, if Daniel you, Jones you, plays really well, and he's not other teams' guy. So, and the only way he would be, like, really hard to get, like, on the market, on the open market, was if he played 17 games and played really well. Like, a you know, a top eight QB, and the, and the yeah. Giants were just like, hey, we don't want to move on. If he has a Leonard Williams contract even here, 2020. If he has, yeah, but even if he has that year, the Giants aren't going to give him a long-term deal. Like, max, they would give him a two-year deal. Yeah. Max, if he played, if he played, if he played great this year. Yeah. So, I say yes, because it's not a huge commitment. And if he's playing really well, again, you're not picking in the top five, top seven, where those QBs are. And it very much does depend on if they feel like there's a guy in this draft class that does have, that does interest them, like you said. So here's my next question. Here's my mailbag question of the day. When are we hiring a college of, uh, a director of college scouting? Haven't, hasn't happened yet. I don't know. Has to be soon. These guys are these scouts are getting out on the road. They're going to be, you know, going about their normal business for the college season. So, when is this guy coming? I, I guess right now it looks like Joe Shane and Brandon Brown are going to be the ones heading that up. Are there any teams in the NFL that don't have a director of college scouting? I don't know. It'd be a, I wish someone asked us that in the mailbag because we could look it up. Then we, not... Because then we would have looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or are you about to sneeze? No, I'm going to see if, if I can do a quick Google search. Yeah, do a quick little Google search because, I mean, that is huge. It, it is a huge – I mean, obviously, QB1 is a huge element of if this Joe Shane era will be successful or not. That's what I want. I want them to get their guy, not forcing drafting a QB. Go out and get your guy. Don't take a guy because you feel like you have to take a quarterback – I don't think the Bills have a director of college scouting. Wow. First team I looked at. There you go. All right, beat reporter friends. Next time Joe Shane speaks, which I don't even know next time that that would be, um, do you expect to hire a director of college scouting? Boom. I guess the closest... Oh, they might. They have an assistant director of college scouting. No, they don't have anyone under that title. That, but that is that is a good point. Like uh, with Joe Shane, will talk sometime during camp. They do 
you know, the GM every year just randomly pops up and does an interview during camp. Ask him, when are you going to hire a director of college scouting? Because they haven't got to talk to him since Chris Pettit got fired. Yeah, Tim McDonald is the director of player personnel. So, I mean, clearly I think he's confided. He was definitely confided in more than Chris Pettit, this uh, this draft process. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right, next question. Next question. Kyle Van Vlack, the real double V. Love that. Hey, guys, you two are my favorite podcasters, not just Giants. Thank you, Kyle. You're the man. Two questions about Aaron Robinson. One, does he have the best hair on the team? My vote is yes. Two, is he the official CB number two or the slot corner? And where do you think he is better suited? Hashtag talking Giants versus the world. I mean, all reports say he's playing cornerback two on the outside. And let's also not forget that they drafted Cordell Flott. They have Darnay Holmes on the roster. I mean, I, I would be I would be surprised if we go to training camp and Darn and Aaron Robinson's not lined up on the outside, Justin. Yes, I, I would agree. Um I actually really loved the Aaron Robinson PPP. That is coming out on Monday, the Sterling oh, Shepard. Yeah. Sterling Shepard, Aaron Robinson, PPP. So basically... Um, I was wondering, I, I was like, I feel like we talked about Aaron Robinson a lot on Tuesday. I forgot we recorded the we PPP did. already. Because I, I included this question because Kyle said that he's... That we're the favorite, his favorite podcasters, which thank you. Um, and then to self-promote the the PPP that is coming out on Monday. I thought we did a really good job breaking him down um, and some expectations. Yeah, so you got to listen to the PPP. How about that? Next question. How about that? Um, before... Read, do a question. Big Dash knows. This is a tough question, man. This is a tough question, which Big Dash knows, by the way, one of my favorite profile pictures on Twitter. He's wearing a Giants hat, a blue Giants shirt that I also own with like a blue wall background, and he just looks so cool and it's so like professional. Who has the biggest impact? Who has the bigger impact on the offense, Wondell Robinson or Daniel Bellinger? You know me, I write down my answers for everything in the mailbag before we record. I don't know. Like, that's a tough question, man. That is a really tough question because Daniel Bellinger right now, like, we're kind of expecting him to be tight end one. And even if he's not tight end one, he's going to play a lot. And then Wandale, if all things are uh, right, would, would be the fourth wide receiver. Even if Shep isn't playing, he's then he's the third wide receiver. Um, so... I'm going to say Bellinger. I mean, the tight end is an important spot. Can he play? Can he play it well? Yeah. Um, I was doing some PPP research, and before this past year, where Dawson Knox took 87% of the snaps, he received like 58 to 64% of the snaps his first two years in the league. Yeah, there were some games where he missed, but he was active for the majority of the games. So really the first two years of his career before he kind of developed as a tight end that you can fully rely on, he was not on the field like you would think a tight end one would be. So part of me thinks that... Yes, Wait, Dawson Daniel Knox was on the field like 60% of the time his rookie year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, look to me, that's a lot for a third round tight end. Yeah, so, but, you know, in your brain, you kind of think tight end one, you're on the field almost every single play. 
but that's what Daniel Bellinger is. Like he, you know, he he is tight end one. He's a guy that can block. Rick, we don't have a blocking tight end on the roster. Dan, Daniel Bellinger is basically it. So. Yeah, but I I expect the other guys to get re- you know Ricky Seals Jones or and or Jordan Akins to get reps as well. But for too. it to be so much, where Daniel Bellinger's only on the field for like fifty percent of the plays. 55 60 yeah that makes sense to me okay okay i mean that also tells me that hey more 10 personnel but i mean that's a lot of 10 personnel that's a lot of formations where it's just four wide receivers stuff like that just think um, they'll even, rotate it a little bit yeah, if, he, even, if he plays really well to start then it's like yeah but, but let him go but uh, you know as he gets his feet under him i think they're gonna give the other two cats some reps yeah they're even gonna count 11 personnel when it's ricky seals jones flanked out as a flanked out as a wide receiver but he's technically a tight end because that's what position he plays that's what that's what the you know they did that with evan ingram for years yeah that's why i hated the like giants didn't run a single rep of 10 personnel last year it's like well it's like no at, with 11 with evan ingram is basically 10 and especially when he split out yeah so i, I, I can imagine that's going to be you know they're going to run that a decent amount with ricky seals jones because you don't want ricky seals jones's hand in the dirt attempting to block because that is not a good decoy um <laughs> It's like, please run the ball with Ricky Seals Jones on the field. Uh, all right, I'll give an answer. Did you give an answer? You said Bellinger. Yeah, I said Bellinger, but it's a tough one, man. That's a, this is a really good question. Yeah, I I also agree Bellinger just because I might turn this into a Twitter poll. Just because of the blocking, like the the ability to block and the fact that it's it's tight end one versus wide receiver three at best hopefully wide receiver three actually I'm, i'll wait till daniel bellinger gets off pup to do a poll because right now yeah. it'll it'll be pupless panic yeah all right read an ad and then we'll do the last question all right all right all right all right bobby skinner remember when we were on our way to the andrew thomas interview and we were driving on one and nine busy part of one or nine jersey city heinous hectic um, what do you need? What did, what did you need for the Andrew Thomas interview? My black coffee. Your black coffee. And every day you need your, you need your cold brew, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? I don't, I didn't, ha- I didn't have a cold brew habit, but I broke whatever habit I might've had in the morning because I take AG one by athletic greens. That's right. I start off every single morning with a scoop of AG1, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, and probiotics. It helps start my day right. The special blend of ingredients supports the gut health, my gut health, my nervous system, my immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Bobby Skinner, cheaper than that. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com giants. Again, that is athleticgreens.com giants to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily ultimate nutritional insurance. Final question. Mr. Brownstone. Been a while since we heard from him. Um, don't really know if this is a reference to something. Come on, dude. I don't. God, you're 
this is pain. You're going to get all, I hope people listen this far in the episode because you're going to get so much hate for not knowing oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing when, when you reference that cartoon on Tuesday. That's and then, different. That's before your time. This is like, you should know this. I, you know, somebody left a YouTube comment saying, I, I, I you know, Bobby's the only person I respect on the show because I didn't know that stupid cartoon reference, which makes me feel great. Always improves my self confidence. I got a when, fat joke on Tuesday. Like, what the, you know, what, are, what do I do? What, what do I do? <laughs> That gets Don't, people so screw, fucking mad. Just, just screw, screw them. Do you love this shit, Mr. Brownstone ass? Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? I don't know where that's from. Come on, man. Is it a, is it a rap song? Yes. Oh, well, come on. I don't, I don't do that. I do, Mr. Brownstone. To all, uh, except for the, uh, I do, I, I'm not high right now. I love this shit. And yes, I do get nervous. Because guess what? Training camp is here. From here on out, the next six weeks, we will have an episode every single weekday. Sterling Shepard and Aaron Robinson player profile and projection on Monday. Tuesdays are camp position battles, and Dan Benton of Giants will be joining us. Wednesday is um, Leonard Williams and Mark Lewinsky. Mark Lewinsky player profile prediction uh, projection. Thursday is Blake Martinez and Ricky Seals Jones. Friday we're having on uh, possibly John Schmilk, and we're doing some camp recaps. We, you know there will be some type of injury we'll talk about. So I I love it, and it's gonna we're gonna have so much content out this next six weeks, and then obviously it leads into the season where where it's our time to shine. So come with us. Uh, tell your friends about the show. We owe there's. The season is realistically when we grow the most, but there's two times where people we get the tweets of where people start will start listening. They say the draft and training camp. So I'm very mm. excited for training camp. Um, I'm going to be in New Jersey for every single open practice. So uh, we'll see you there. We'll see you at FanFest, and we'll see you on Monday. Until then, let's go Big Blue. Blue.